Do you have a soundboard? Yeah. Can you make sounds? Wrong. <laughs> a little bit. Hello, motherfucker. Is something sparkly? I'm about to go down to Taco Bell and give me a blast. <laughs> That's my favorite one. That's my favorite one. Hey guys, this episode is not brought to you by a mobile game like Best Fiends. You know, it's like friends, but take out that R. Well, they're they trying to say the R's for like. Is the R word? Is it R word? Can, can we say R word? Can we hint at the word? Re Take out the R. Oh, fiends, friend. That's fucking retarded. All right, guys. Welcome to Unloading Meat. We're having another great episode. We are on a roll recording these amazing, amazing episodes with these amazing guests. And today is no exception. Today, we have the lovely, hilarious, talented, hardworking... This lady is everywhere over all over Oklahoma. Uh, please welcome comedian, filmmaker, film worker. Worker. Film worker. And, and maker, yeah. And maker. Hey, I'm going to promote the shit out of you today, okay? <laughs> Everybody, please welcome Kelsey Cooper. Kelsey, how are you? Great. Thank you for coming to the podcast. Thank you for coming all the way to fucking Bartlesville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll send you a ticket for for my <laughs> mileage. Oh, uh, we're not there yet. You didn't get any tolls, did you? No. Okay. <laughs> not on this way. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome to the show. How you been? Good. I'm loving the ears. Thank you. Ooh. You're uh, good. You're good. Thank you. I uh, I'm going to see the Lion King tonight. Woo! I'm so excited. Um, yeah, I'm going with my family, and uh. Yeah, it's going to be great. Nice. Have you seen it before live or anything? Yeah, yeah, I saw it 10 years ago. And I um yeah, I was in college when I saw it and it and it's, it was my favorite movie growing up. Like um I have Simba tattooed on my foot. Oh, nice. Right here. Um yeah, I don't know if they, they, can, they can probably see it. Yeah. yeah, but um otherwise you had to pay for foot pics. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I'll show my feet for free. That's true. Um, hey, I said she was a filmmaker, just okay? Just yeah, sneak peek. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I love like Disney and shit, and um, and then and so grew up watching The Lion King. It was like the number one date that I had like re like rewound, and I saw it live ten years ago. Nice. And I'm going with my family tonight, and I've been like um, I've been like doing emotional workouts for it. <laughs> uh, just like playing the live soundtrack in the car, just so I can like get over the Mufasa part. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually I, I'm holding on to Rafiki Morns is the one in the Broadway show. So like I'm holding on to that, and I'm probably gonna like lose it during that. But at least I know I I've I won't be like sobbing during the opening song because yeah. I got like all that out. Yeah, there you go. That's how you work it out. Yeah. Hey, everybody has their own method to everything. Yeah. <laughs> you have a method of working it out before you go to the Broadway show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know yourself, like... right? Hey, to each their own. Yeah. So you spend the last four months working on Res Dogs, right? Yeah, yeah, on the as an RPA. Nice. And, yeah, it's great. I got to make um, a lot of the set stuff. Say, like, you know, I'd help print 
or I, I would print like the posters and, that our graphic designer would make and uh, paper props, you know, like photos, newspapers. I got to make those. Nice. It was really uh, awesome. I, like getting to be creative. I've like made art my whole life. So getting to make that stuff was really, really cool. And uh, yeah. Nice. Uh, I wanted to talk to you specifically about Res Dog just a little bit, just not too much about. I'm not gonna like, I'd be like, hey, what happened on this season? Yeah, you know, no, 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 no. We tell that after the camera. No, I'm just kidding. No, um, no, no, no. No. <laughs> uh, no, I was gonna talk to you a little bit because uh, Sterling Harjo really influenced me to help build this. Really? Um, he showed up on an episode of Tiger Belly, and that's Bobby Lee and Kalila's podcast. Oh, and yeah, yeah. during COVID, podcasting really honestly saved my life. I could say that. Because I was pretty dark, I was pretty depressed. I I lost everything. I hit rock bottom, and I saw a lot of comedians like Burt Kreischer, Bobby Lee, stuff like that trapped, and they were having to do an outlet in their house, and they made their podcast really, really cool, and that really influenced me to build this and kind of work on something like this. Yeah. And I had known about Res Dogs, but I had never really watched it yet. But I I knew like around season one, right? And then Sterling went on Tiger Belly as a guest to promote the the launch of season two. And told his whole story about growing up in this area and how he helped get that show going and then talking about how he got connected with Taika Watiti and Bobby being on there as one of the doctors at the Indian hospital. And like just that story moved me so much that that day I started watching Red Dogs and I fell in with the story. And then just him and Bobby and that talking about Bobby Lee, because Bobby Lee's a big inspiration for me. Bobby Lee had a lot of sexual abuse and stuff in his life and like overcame that. And I know he's a comedian. So very inspirational to me a little bit. Yeah. Same thing happened to me. Um, so when I heard that he not only is filming Res Dogs, but he's also like riding a scooter around Tulsa, you know, while I was building this, I was like, wait, Sterling's on this show talking about how he's filming a show around Tulsa area. And one of my idols, Bobby Lee is on that show and he's just riding a scooter around downtown Tulsa when he's filming stuff. I'm like, that's fucking kismet. That's something like yeah. in the air, like, I got to build, I, it got me inspired to keep building this shit. So, like, yeah, that highly inspired me. Sterling Harjo really inspired me to help build this shit. Like, that one episode of Tiger Belly really, really changed my life. That's awesome. So, like, yeah, like, I love that shit. Yeah. I'm sorry that, you know, I hate that. And I, I'm sorry that happened to you, but yeah. I love that you've been able to find healing through that way. And yeah. Like, relating to that. It's called marijuana and therapy. Works really tight. <laughs> it's legal <laughs> in Oklahoma, okay? It's medicinal. Yes. Uh, but no, it really did help me. It helped me a lot. So, yeah, uh, I want to keep building this and building this and just, yeah, just trying to make my own thing. Yeah. Man, um, they inspire me, too. Like, I never would have thought that, I'd that like, the things I'm able to do now for work and, like, be, do comedy and help make films. Like, I never thought that would have been – that was never an option for me until, you know, they came around. Yeah. You know, until uh, Sterling and everyone else. Yeah, because I tri- – I yeah. I truly feel that like Tulsa in this area is on the bubble. I think it's about to really blow up even bigger than what it's doing now, with you know flowers of the, on the on the killer of the killer. killers of the flower killers. Moon. Yeah, I'm a little high. <laughs> killers high. of the flower moon. Thank you. Uh, did I just mess it up again? No. Wait. Yeah. Killers of the flower. Of the flower. Yeah. Yeah. Well, killers. The fl- like it's like a rhythm. It's a rhythm. Have you seen that trailer? Yes. <gasps> Julie's in it, right? Julie Mac. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She did. I, I love Julie Mac so much. She did um, in the preview at like the end of the trailer when they're showing the black and white. I think she's the one that's like right before Lily. Yeah, she's like the third one or something like that. Yeah. I know. And she just, you know, looks so beautiful. And that's awesome that she got to like 
dressed like her ancestors. I know, right? Yeah. I just, I, I just honestly love that we're getting not only a spotlight, but we're getting to see like, well, there's more spotlights happening in Oklahoma, but it's also showing how much fucking talent there is here. Yeah. Like honestly, I think it's an untapped potential. I see that a lot. Oh here. yeah, totally. You could keep swinging. It'll swing more towards it. There you go. Hey. Is that better? Yeah, okay. better. Uh, but yeah, so like that's also what led me to launch this this year was just really like not only pushing in the stand up comedy, but I just like I said, think Tulsa's on the bubble with everything happening with the films, the TV industry, and stuff like that. Like I really wanted to push this podcast and try to get this built up more, uh, and just you know put money into my own little studio thing, try to make something out of myself a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how long have you been doing comedy? I am coming up on one year. Nice. Yeah. Uh. July will be my birthday and uh or my my comedy birthday. Yeah. Um and I'm really excited. Nice. Um I started out doing Landry Miller's class. If anybody wants to get into comedy, Landry Miller's class um is it's like Tulsa Comedy Academy. Um he's great and you do like a graduation show at the end. And that's and like after that, I was booked on my first show, and so, um, yeah, to highly highly recommend him. But I've been doing it for a year, and I, it's brought me a lot of great opportunity opportunities. Nice, I'm, and I'm really grateful for it. Nice, uh, I'm actually meeting him in person tonight. I'm doing his uh, uh, what's it, saving throw, or uh, his show tonight with uh, it's like the Dungeons and Dragons show they have. I think I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I'm meeting him for the first time. He put me last minute, but yeah, I'll be on there tonight. So yeah, I'll get to hang out with him and CR Parsons and stuff like that and have yeah. some fun. Yeah, I, I did a show with CR last night. Really? He was just here yesterday doing a podcast. God damn! Yeah, <laughs> it's wow. like small world. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah. He he did the podcast with yeah. me and then went out. They did that show last night. Yeah. Oh, he's a, he just he's a huge sweetheart. Yes, he is. And I got to is last night. I did a show with him and Brent and Brian Dixon a and go? Jimmy. Yeah, and uh, Jimmy Stucky hosted it, and um, it was great. I had a fun time. I did the last Friday. I did one with uh, Angela Teague, and like that was my first time I've been out there. I like that theater. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fun place. Yeah, I, I've been wanting to do a show there for a while too, and um, uh, yeah, it was great. I was really excited. Uh, so how long, how did you do out there last night? Did you have fun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah I saw I the pictures. Fun. Yeah, I was the only woman on the lineup. There was another female comedian, but she couldn't make it. So I was the only woman on the lineup, which I hate that. It happens a lot. Yeah. Bitches, come out on stage with us. We, we, we need that estrogen out there. We need that mix. Yeah. Do you have a soundboard? Yeah. Can you make sounds? Wrong. A little bit. Hello, motherfucker. <laughs> Is something sparkly? I'm about to go down to Taco Bell and give me a blast. <laughs> That's my favorite one. That's my favorite one. And I have, what else do I have? I have the Jeopardy theme. That one's bad. Gay! <laughs> have that one. And then if I want to go, you son of a. I have that. Oh, that's cute. And then if we really want to get bad, I have the Pornhub theme too, but we're not going to play that one right now. <laughs> it's um, when people get dirty. 
God. Okay. It's my way of stopping them. I'm like, uh. That's funny. Yeah. This episode of Unloading Me is not brought to you by your favorite mobile banking app, such as Cash App. Man, I love using Cash App, especially when I'm doing things other than buying drugs. Cash App. It's it's. I love this community. I love everybody kind of going around there, and like I love that like the people that are doing the open mics and people that are making the effort. I'm also trying to get them in here because like I go by I buy that a lot. Um, there's people that have. I'm not disparaging anybody, but there's people that have been here longer tenure than me or you or anything like that. And there's been some times where people are like, you need to have this person on the show because they've been in the comedy team for five years. And I'm like, cool. Have they come up to me and said hi? Or have they done anything that is showing effort? So I go by who's actually putting in the effort, who's doing the work, and who actually just is not an asshole. That's just how I kind of go. And it's been working out so far. (laughs) That's all I go by. Just don't be an asshole. And if you're putting in effort, I want to have you on the show and I want to help promote you. Right. And uh, that's kind of what I, what I want to do. I don't go by year or 10 years. I go by if you're an asshole and if you're just cool. Yeah. (laughs) So come on unloading meat guys. Kels approved. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) That got dark. (laughs) Oh God. I feel like you and I are like the, uh, like somebody's gonna die of fun. <laughs> what the fuck? That's what that just like made me think of. I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Have you seen that meme? It's like, it's from Parks and Rec. No. Oh. I, I love Parks and Rec, but I haven't seen the meme. Oh, it's, it's April and Andy. And they're like, somebody's gonna die of fun. Okay, so one thing I would love to talk about yeah. is how, like, so I, like, tell jokes about having deaf parents, you know? Uh-huh. Like, growing growing up with deaf parents is, like, the best thing that could have happened to me. I love my parents. I love them being deaf. I love, like, deaf culture. And, like, it's taught me how to advocate. My mom has to, like, almost, like get a lawyer to get our whole family proper like accessible seating at broadway at at, like the whenever broadway comes to tulsa yeah i can't name the company but if you know the company that puts on all the big ones Mm -hmm. uh so like deaf people will like buy a ticket and be like hey i need to sit in the interpreter section yeah and so you know they should be moved up yeah because you can't see the interpreter from the balcony and they want deaf people to pay premium seat, like like pay for the premium seats, so they can see the interpreter. That's messed up. That's fucked up. That's I'm just gonna say that. Excuse me. Yeah. That's just that's just fucking fucked up. Yeah, it's like you should be able to buy the tickets you can afford. Yeah. And then let them know, hey, we need to we need interpreted seating. You already can't hear it. Let them sit fucking closer. I'm just going to say, and let them sit with their family. Cause they get pissed. That it's like the five of us, like yeah. me and my brothers and my mom and her wife and, uh, happy pride month. And, um, it's like a whole thing. And every show it's like a thing. And yeah, but, uh, well, it's like, it's like, you know, I'm a big guy, but I'm not like handicapped big. But I do understand that there's some people that like go in those big seats or something like that, or handicapped people have to wear, go in those seats. And they usually have one at the end of every aisle. Yeah. Like, if that can be a thing at every aisle, why can't they have an interpretive set of shit up there and they're not trying to make you pay premium? Like, they've already, accust- uh, uh, what do you call it, accommodated a certain type of disability or handicap. Yeah. Uh, why can't they be more accessible to everybody? Like, it's just, yep. it, yeah, it's, it's just profit. It's just money. Just, yep. just being hungry. 
Yeah, and it's like, dude, it's two weeks of shows. What's one fucking night where, like, you lose a few bucks? Yeah. Well, but it's like uh, the best thing real. The best thing that ever happened to me, like, personally. It's like I said, I'm a big guy or something like that, but I went to BOK and there was Weezer there. Uh, I went to the Weezer. It was Weezer and Pixies. Had a great show. But me and my now ex-wife were at the time, went there, and the seats that they had were, like, right between two big guys. And I'm already a big guy, so we were kind of squished. And the bouncer behind us, or the guy that was like kind of like the security, was just like, hey, are you guys not kind of com- not comfortable? I was like, yeah, we're kind of tight. And he goes, why don't you come up here and sit up here where the broadcasters are when they film? There's nobody filming up here. And we're like, okay. So we just got to sit in computer chairs like this and had the full table where they have the film, where they're filming. Wow. And we just had like a deluxe box to ourselves watching Weezer. And it was just oh, because man. the guy was like, hey, you look uncomfortable. Let me help you out. He didn't have to do that. But like to me, that was like, that guy deserved, like, a, if I could give you a fucking uh, tip or something, I would do it. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, hey, do you need some money? He said, no, don't worry about anything. <laughs> but like, that kind of shit matters to me in an experience. And that could make or break somebody's memories of but going to the Lion King or something like that. Like, your mom. Like, I kind of feel bad for you guys that like you have to go through that just to enjoy an experience like that. It shouldn't be like that. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I. But that, that's why, like, Whenever I do certain shows, I always try to get a like a something like there's been a couple shows where uh, like shout out to the Vanguard for being happy to like cover the interpreter. It's up to them. And this is something I'd love for people to know, like especially in comedy when you're booking something, it is up. It is the venue's responsibility to pay for the interpreter. So that's like according to the Americans with Disabilities Act. Yeah. And so Vanguard was super, like, without hesitation. Um, and then there was another show that I had an interpreter. And that was, um, I had to to fight a little bit on that one. Yeah. But, uh, well, yeah, so I would just love to, like, and like hopefully get some local deaf comedians. Well, could I, ask, could I ask you, since, you know, you're so close to the, the situation, especially with your mom, um, for those that we could actually, you know, because I, I also like to have bookers on here and stuff, and like I want to help promote and also make yeah. just a better culture in the area. Um, for me, like if I was going to do a live show, do you know any resources or something like that? Just off the top of your head, where a booker would be like, where to find an interpreter? Like, how did that yes. you know, happen? Because like I, it's kind of important. T S H A. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. Like, like called T S H A. Okay. And they'll get the interpreter. Because that's the thing. It's like, you know, like, I want to be supportive, too. If I wanna, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I eventually start doing live shows and stuff. So, like, yeah, I would like to know, like, just where the hell to even go. You yeah. know what I mean? Because if you don't ask, you don't know. And that's the kind of important thing, too, with this podcast is, like, I want to have some awesome dialogue and awesome talks. Because if there's something like that where it can go out and it can be on the internet a little bit, maybe that helps the shows eventually down the line. You know what I mean? That's important to me. Um, we talked. I had Adam Smith, of all people, on here. I don't know if you know who that is. I know. I the, know. the guy that does the sweet titties. Sweet titties, yeah. I will say the most conservative person I've probably ever seen in comedy. Just being respectful. That's his brand. That's everything like that. But we had a good hour talk right here, and we were able to break bread and just kind of just work out stuff. And we just riff on each other, have a good time, because at the end of the day, we're both human, and we were able to have a dialogue. And there was shit where we talked about, and I brought out a Trump mask and stuff like that just to fuck with him a little bit. Made Bud Light puns just to fuck with him. You know, made it hard. But, you know... Like at the end of the day, it was just a thing of, you know, we were able to find a common ground on a lot of shit um, just by having dialogue and discussion. So that's what I try to do is, like, just try to do that. And the more ways I can help and get that dialogue going, the better. So I love that you brought up your mother and the disabilities and stuff like that so we can get yeah. that going and get get it out there, get some awareness out there. Yeah. 
because we're comedians. We want to have everybody have fun. That's the important thing is we go out to a show, we do a show, we want to actually entertain. And there's some segments that need help being entertained. So we should be able to help accommodate that. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm loving the ears. <laughs> I'm, I know I'm going to wear them. I'm probably going to wear them to dinner. I already have my outfit for tonight. Nice. Um, after this, I think I'm going to go get my nails and uh, maybe my toes done. Um, yeah. My last paycheck from from the show Aww. came in yesterday. So I'm like. A little bittersweet. Yeah. I'm like, I can get my, I can get my shit done one more time. <laughs> and, and then, and then. It's gonna have to last this summer. <laughs> um, That's how I felt about those those checks coming in after I got my car wrecked this year. I was like, "Damn it, they're now they're fucking drying oh, up." Fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I did. I love one thing. I love doing is I love working on like commercials and like like short like I'll do these random like two three day jo- or like 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 one or two day jobs and. Um, one time I worked on a Botox commercial. Nice. <laughs> well, it wasn't Botox. I have to say that. I can't say the brand, but it was like not Botox. Yeah. And um, that's a hoot because I would I I I did like multiple jobs for them. Nice. And uh, just going into these like like uh, you know upper middle class like or meds. I'll just call them med spas. It was just like damn, people are so good. Yeah. But. I love yeah, I love video production and just learning the um just kind of jumping in and learning like what I can. Yeah. I'm dabbling it with it here. You know, I filmed that SPCA commercial I did. Nice. And then I'm just kind of dabbling in my own stuff. I, you know, cuz I I have fun. I'm getting better and better at editing. I'm having more fun in the production side of it besides just the filming part of it. Yeah. Um I really do think I'm I have a knack. Like uh, there's something that's creatively not being itched whenever I'm doing stand up or writing or anything like that, but I'm getting it whenever, uh, oh, she fell off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of itch, you keep that in there. Creative I itch. Like, I was like, eh. I was like, how can I get it without him seeing me? <laughs> Uh, she had a creative itch on her shoe, on her foot. Uh, again, no, I the, like flung my shoe on. Again, her. if you're gonna film that shit, get it on OnlyFans. I know, yeah, right. Sneak peek, Kelsey's feet. That <laughs> rhymed too well. Don't be marketing that shit. <laughs> We're gonna get you a whole modeling plan on your feet. I'm not against. All I'm saying is I'm not against feet. feet no, pit, I'm not against foot pics. So like, no one's offered. <laughs> No one's ever offered, so like, how do I know I'm not against it? Well, well I mean, <laughs> me and me and uh, me and Katie Style, she was on here, and we talked about we're so big, we're gonna start like only flan, flan being a dessert. You know, it's a fat joke. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. only yeah. I, I don't yeah. I, I don't care for flan. <laughs> I don't like the texture. I don't like the texture either, but it was a fat. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> That's gonna be the clip for the episode. <laughs> That's what I said on Grinder. Um, hey. <laughs> Happy Pride Month! It's right there. I got my rainbow. Yay! Like uh, I got my hair cut. We, we, hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's my pride. My pride flag is my haircut. 
No, I have this bit about my hair right now, and I'm like, it's like a ja- I have like a Jack White situation going on. Nice. <laughs> I say mine like when I put mine up, and I have my head. I, usually, when I get a haircut, I have this bald on the sides. So when I go up, I say I even my haircut's bisexual. So you know, Same. it works. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. The Ed will kicking in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it been kicking in. I gotta say, um, um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, I am dying to get my nose pierced, and I've been trying to find a place. Like, there's a low. There, like, Bartles only has one place, and it's like you can kind of get in sometimes. So I've been trying to look for a place in Tulsa, but you know I have to drive an hour there. Just another hole. Just another hole. Tulsa's best fucking piercing place. Um, I used to do the owner's hair. I got all my like. I ain't seen what all I have pierced, but I got it all pierced for just another <laughs> hole. Uh, <laughs> I want to get. I want to get. So my- <laughs> uh, I would love to promote just another hole on there. And you know what's crazy? Yeah. Is the owner of just another hole owns a dispensary called Just Another Bowl. Nice. I I could not make that up. Guy and honestly, like, so I've been reaching out to also, like, you know, I'm I'm trying to promote not just comedians. I'm promoting entertainers or anybody in the area that kind of just fucks with this kind of community and stuff. Yeah. So like, I even have some tattoo artists and stuff like that that I'm trying to get in here and stuff like that. But I'd also want to get local businesses like just another hole if they want to come in here and talk about their shit. I mean, comedians have tattoos. We have piercings. It's all in the kind of the similar stuff with music and burlesque and all that yeah. stuff. Those groups, like, it all kind of melds together. And Tulsa's kind of this just a cool spot and i, I kind of want to promote it. that yeah so yeah like i've had even talked to people who have food trucks in the area I'm like come on in here and just fucking bring your food and let's fucking chat in here and like smoke yeah. a bowl and eat some food or something like that like i'll do whatever you want i just want to get people in here to have a good conversation yeah and people have good vibes that are fucking with our scene and kind of supporting us like um there's a couple people that were just like at the sesh lounge a couple times and like they're always there every week just to be guests i'm like you guys are fucking awesome like you know what i mean yeah. I, like, I like that kind of support kind of shit yeah um oh that, that reminds me. I had an experience last night that I just want to share. Okay. Um, Brian Dixon, uh, he is, he said the most profound, we had a really great like hangout last night and, um, you know, he's a turd, but he is, but like when she's <laughs> talking Brian to him, Dixon. he's such a sweetheart and he just, uh, you know, I've been going through some stuff lately. He said he said some really kind things, and um, he said the most profound but like funniest thing last night. What he he was talking about how like he grew up poor and he's like, and how he's like down with nude beaches, not for like any dirty reason as you might think, but uh, he's like out there, everybody's equal. And I was like, damn. Yeah. And I just thought that was so profound. Now picture we're all that equal and we're naked, man. So like, uh I will but no, say that- I just adore him. He's such a sweetheart. I will say I love Brian Dixon. He actually is booked for season two. Um yeah, that's what he I said. love that man. However, before our audience who hasn't been introduced to Brian so far, that profound statement he just made, now picture it being Spit out by the voice of Foghorn Leghorn Mitch McCartman. <laughs> it's like Foghorn Leghorn fucking Cartman, and that's Brian Dixon in a nutshell. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> back yeah. at it, back at it. Yeah. <laughs> I say, I say. Let me tell 
you about you know he's like now i went to college in north carolina and i was like oh i fucking can tell <laughs> I, I love him so much i no. can picture the mr beast burger in his oh hand right God, now the way that you said it i like yeah because we talked for like a very long time last night, and I, that the way oh, that is that was my original <laughs> roast to him. The first, when he was at Kindle's like two, like, like three weeks ago or two weeks ago before Kindle's closed the open mics, he came out there. Wait, Kindle cl- closed open mics. Yeah, Kindle stopped doing the open mics. It's all right. Like a pet, my precious. <laughs> yeah, I know. It feels like a you little can pet like, sting if you want it's like to. Like a little like pet dragon. Do you know? Okay. Sting? Oh, do do I know Sting? Do I fucking know Sting? He'll talk. We can turn him on. Get the fuck out. Okay, my I like my uncle uh, was like re like he was like big wrestling guy yeah. in the nineties, and like oh, he did like like you know Greco Roman and like competitive wrestling and shit. And then whenever I was a kid, and he you know fucking suck it. Yeah, like we like I was like in kindergarten, running first grade, running around yelling that. <laughs> Do I know Sting? Fuck yeah, he was like my favorite. I had like crushes. I had like I had like my wrestling. I had my wrestling cr- crushes, and like Sting was definitely. Yeah. I love that Sting action, buddy. Yeah, you I can... was like trying not to nerd out about. It. I was like, I just how how to how talk how here, talk. Here, let me turn him on. You gotta turn the battery on. Eh. Toss. Sting. I don't. I'm not throwing fucking shit in here, bro. You can toss it. It's okay. No. Okay. <laughs> turn him on. He's a. It's okay. So. We talked about this a little bit. Um, I had them on in one episode. You had Sting on an episode? Well, just this. It sounds a little dirty when you play with them. You think about it with adults. <laughs> that's so funny. Man, that's so uh. funny. Yeah, we were having fun because like he'll, occasionally he'll just moan because like you're, it's a wrestling buddy, so you can put him in holds and stuff, and he'll do different things. And so yeah, they'll just go wild. Like, I have a whole wrestling section behind you. Like no, I, I'm a big I, AEW guy. It's a, um, I feel like I am in that part of Endgame. <laughs> yes. Where everyone's coming in. I'm starting to do. So if you look down here, that's have my you seen Spider Verse yet? Yes, I loved it. I haven't seen. Okay, I still need to see Spider Verse and Guardians of the Galaxy three. I haven't watched Guardians three yet, but I watched Spider Verse yeah, last weekend. I saw the Little Mermaid. Was it good? It was so good. I, I'll be honest. I was a little like nervous. I was like, okay, how is like? Let's see how Melissa McCarthy's gonna kill or be uh, Ursula. Yeah. And then like two lines in, man, I was like, yeah, fucking, she's amazing. Um. I'm really excited for Barbie. I'm but, excited. But, oh, I'm excited for Barbie. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen Spider Verse yet. What were you, were you saying? Something about that? Oh, over I was there? saying like uh, those bottom three shelves down there are my in-game section, like where all they have them down there. Um, okay. So yeah, I'm trying like that kind of stuff fell down the corner top right. But yeah, I'm making this all like that. To where Love like it. Uh, I and then I got look. Power Rangers. Got DC down here. My big thing is Marvel. I'm a big Marvel head. Fuck yeah. Um, and I got Transformers behind you. Is that King? Uh, Kang is down here. Oh, uh, who's who's that up there? That's a Sentinel from X Men. That's a mess. Oh, okay. Section. And then there's Galactus. Okay. Yeah, my X Men section is gonna be like right here. And so you got it. two gauntlets. Yep, I got Tony Stark's, and I got the other one. Damn, you got Molinier and um, what's the second one? Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Yep. And then I got the shield. I got my Power Ranger weapons. 
I I love this. I love, love everything. it. Uh, I cosplay. Really? I actually I cosplayed as Echo. Uh, are you familiar with Echo? The uh, Marvel. Mar- Do you know Marvel's yes. Echo? Yeah, she's deaf. Yes. Yes. And native. Yes. Deaf and did you see native her on because representation matters. What? Did you see her live action? She's in MCU now. No, they haven't. It's not out yet. But she's already she, debuted. She was in Hawkeye. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched Hawkeye, yeah. and then um, she is, and then yeah, her show. I had some friends that did background for that. Nice. And then um, Devry Jacobs is also gonna be in it. Um, uh, she plays Alora on Reservation Dogs. Oh. She's gonna be an Echo. And, um, you know, as someone like who's native and growing up with deaf parents and Marvel has a superhero for me. Yeah. The fuck? I love. So, um, oh. I was like, okay, go ahead. Oh, I was just say I cosplayed as her and um, uh, won um, an award for it at ScotsDCon. Cherokee Nation put on like a Comic-Con. That'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah. And they're going to do a second one this year. I'll let you know about it. And uh, I'm going to pro- probably do Echo again. I don't know. We'll see. But um, I want to. Yeah. So. It'll be pretty easy, but I already have the weapons and I already have the hair and the body. I want to be Fat Thor. Word. Grow my beard out a little bit more, and I want to just do like the the big Lebowski one with the the, the robe yep. and everything. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I want to do that. I have him somewhere down there, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I, but I think I already have the weapons. I could literally just go around there like that and just have the glasses and be the Lebowski one. That's, fair. that's gonna be my Halloween costume. I just need to get a robe and sweatpants and flip flops, and that's it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Should I dye my hair blonde or just keep it like this? It is. That's not. Is that, that's, that's blonde. That's a little bit, yeah. I just colored it like two weeks ago. That's blonde. Yeah. Yeah, keep blonde. My biggest thing is like if I grow out my hair, like my, I'm naturally like dirty blonde, but then I'm starting to get like salt and pepper on the sides now. And then if I grow my beard out, it gets like three different colors. So no matter what I do, it looks like some part of me has been dyed and something doesn't match. And so I usually have to like dye it all just to get it going because I'm like, it's, it just looks off. <laughs> Yo, same. Like, it's like really Rudy Giuliani dripping down his fucking like sideburns. You know what I mean? It's like I'm yeah. all <laughs> Well, okay, so, like, here's this, here's the sitch with my hair, is it's, like, gray, or, I don't, it's gray, and, um, it grows in like that, but I, like, dyed it blonde, but the gray and the blonde is starting to, it's, like, blended together, and so it drives me nuts when, um, uh... I don't know. People are like, eh, I got a couple grays in it. I'm like, yo, I'm 30. Yeah. And I literally have to dye my hair. Every- it comes in like white up top. Yep. Like, Anderson- can you see mine? Like, I'm 34 and yeah. you can see it all salt and pepper right here growing yeah. up. Yeah. That's why I keep my sides shaved. I'm so fucking vain about it. <laughs> I know. I can't bring my sides. I'm too vain to shave my sides. Really? Um, yeah. So I chopped off the back. I have kind of like an emo kid haircut right now. Um, Two weeks ago when I got my haircut. That was the first time I actually chopped off my length in about a year and a half because I was trying to grow it out to get a ponytail. Yeah. So I just, you know, got it healthy again. But yeah, I'm still doing it now. I'm going to grow it out like double the length probably. And I just lost my earbud. There we go. Oh, no. Trying to be fancy with earbuds over here. Ugh. It's the only thing skating on me. <laughs> what have you been up to? I have just been working my ass off. I have been, I mean, it's a good thing, but I'm getting booked more. Yeah. Um, and then. I put out season one of the podcast at 20 episodes. I was going to cut off season two to 30 episodes, but then just the overwhelming amount of people that have been trying to reach out and go, I'm up to like 35 people booked already. And I haven't even put out the first episode. Yay. Like you're going to be like episode 12. Okay. Like already shot. And I haven't even put out the first one yet. Oh wow. I truly believe that I'll do the work, do the work, do the work. And I'm just going to be ready for an opportunity. And that's all I want to do. 
Um, I, I I think yeah, luck is a lot of things, but at the same time, you got to be ready for the lucky opportunities too. Like, fuck, Landry Miller did their thing tonight. Um, I wasn't booked on it, but two nights ago because I had or when I had CR here, we talked. He goes, yeah, I'm doing a show. It's the Saturday. I was like, okay, cool. They had somebody fall out. Bam, I get put in that spot. It's going to be Landry, JB Watkins, Cepeda, and me, and Cigar Parsons. That sounds like, oh my, that's like a dream lineup. That's a great, gr- gr- yeah. Congratulations. So, like, that's a lot of people that are, like, way ah, ahead of me in tenure. I love that for you. And I got picked. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, la- I'm ready for the opportunity. Yeah. And that's all I want to be is, like, I just want to be able to, like, show people, like, hey, I'm doing the fucking work. I'm ready. Just give me a chance. And that's all yeah, I, that's that's what all I truly believe. Yeah, that's all you can do. I'm not asking for opportunities. I'm not like, you know, begging for them. Uh, I've already had some people that are legit begging me to be on this show, on this. And it's humbling, but it's also like kind of, Hey, fellow hipsters and people that have culture or something. I'm Jared Ralphie Allen, host of Unloading Meat, and we need sponsors for the show. If you've identified with this fucked up hat I'm wearing these shitty tattoos or any other cultural references that are behind me, reach out to your favorite sponsors and tell them to sponsor the show and let meet. Now back to acting like I wasn't impressed by anything. I wish this podcast could be on vinyl. It also helps too. You've seen WandaVision, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was one of my favorite things about WandaVision. Was like the fake commercials yes. and all the Easter eggs in mm-hmm. it, and um, one you know a big actually a big part of me wanting to, about me like starting my work in television is because of WandaVision. Really? Yeah, I uh, you know, I grew up doing theater and like um, I st- even studied theater production and acting in college. And, you know, like this wasn't it, w- it was never an option for me as a career yeah. until, you know, things started happening with film here. And uh, so. I completely lost my trail. Right, about- WandaVision. Yeah, WandaVision. And so uh, <laughs> uh, I w- saw it and then like realized, like, holy shit, I love television. And what it and I I have a background. My bachelor's degree is in sociology, human services, and so television is sociology. Comedy is sociology. Who likes what and why? Yeah, that's what I love about entertainment and getting to entertain like native people and and just you know just like I just want to you know if I ever get to like tour and stuff that's cool but like i just want to like entertain like my people here you know and um but seeing wandavision it like made me like realize how much i love how much i fucking love television and so then i started working in it nice i'm proud of you thank you i'm so proud of you you're doing awesome i love seeing people in this community and especially just friends and people that are just good people like doing good shit thank you uh I gotta say, like, yeah, WandaVision was fucking awesome. I loved the little Easter eggs. I loved every, like, even the Malcolm Middle references and stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah, 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 no, that one. No, the fact that they did a Malcolm in the fucking middle. Yes. Was, oh, yes. And, holy shit. And then Modern Family. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just. It was Agatha all along. Uh, uh, I'm excited for her show. I'm excited for her show. Me too. Me too, man. Um, oh, uh, uh, Secret, Secret Wars. Secret uh, Invasion, Secret Invasion coming, coming out up, this yep, month. Yep, that was yep. good. 
Man, one thing that I am going to do, I would love to promote Circle Cinema. Circle Cinema, okay. Circle Go right Cinema. Ahead. Um, you know, I I forget exactly how old that place is, but or ninety, I think it's coming up on like ninety. It's like its ninety fifth anniversary wow, this really? year. I want to say something like that. Um, Chuck Boxen manages it, and um, he uh uh he just does so like him and Circle Cinema do so much for our community and like with local film, but also like bringing in like bigger films into it and just seeing how it's grown since I was a kid. And my mom took me there for the first time. They hosted me as an artist with my ribbon skirts back in December and let me have a fashion show there. Nice. And that like changed so much for me, like giving me that opportunity. And, um, but yeah, so one thing that I'm going to do now that like I have, so I'm on like summer, like summer break after res dogs and some family stuff. I'm like taking the next, like, month off and well not off i have like work that i do um but uh just just yeah i'm not jumping into like a committed like project yeah but um uh i'm gonna there's a couple i used to go to the movie theater a lot when i was a kid and i had a babysitter that would take us just like to movies all day so i'm gonna spend like a whole fucking day in circle cinema and I'm probably gonna see like barbie and oppenheimer and nice. um uh, Asteroid City. So you're a full cinemaphile. I yeah, I or love cinephile, it. Yeah, love it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Babel was the first. Sorry, I just like yeah, I just started talking about movies and I'm just like yeah. <laughs> Babel was like, I think that was when I was first like obsessed with her. Like like that's when I was just like, dude, this is this is like the weirdest, most beautiful. I was like in middle school or something. I was like, this is the weirdest, most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that movie. That have you seen it? Mm -mm, oh, I haven't seen Babel. Crazy. I like I. <sighs> I I am a I'm a cinephile. I love movies. I love just studying them. And, um, it's why I like you know I'm into pictures and art and stuff like that too. And like just I love cinematography and just the art design and stuff like that. I can see in shows. Um, I remember being a little kid and this was like real little. Remember Batman Returns with Steve, Tim Burton, like the the second Batman. It was like Tim Burton's Batman. Is that, uh, is that the George Clooney one? No, it's the one with Danny DeVito as Penguin and Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. It's like 1992. It's like the second Batman. No, I okay. So I came up so like the George Clooney Poison uh, uh, Ivy one. Mm. That's my that's my childhood Batman. Ah, uh, okay. I was born in '93. Okay. So that that so a yeah. couple of years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one freaked me out because all I remembered was like she kisses you and you die. <laughs> I remember. That's that. like all I remembered from Uma who, Thurman. Who is that? Who plays Ivy? Uma is that it's Uma Thurman as oh, yeah. Poison Ivy. It's like a core memory. Who is uh, who's the villain in that? Who's the other villain? Mr. Freeze, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes! Oh my God, you're right. Ah, core memory unlocked. And then I don't know who Holy plays Bane. They just had Bane in there too, and nobody talks about Bane. <laughs> I love it. Shit. And then Chris O'Donnell with as Robin. Okay. And then they had the bat skates. I remember that they they clicked their heels twice like Wizard of Oz, and they fucking had bat skates pop out. Yeah. Like, yeah, this Dude. was great. Uh, I could go on and on about that movie. The Batman was amazing. Yes, I'm excited yeah, for the show, movies. the Penguin show. Are gonna be oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Colin Farrell, it's on Max. No shit. Yeah, it's one of the. It's coming out next year, but it's gonna be all about him as like the criminal HBO empire. HBO Max, you mean? It's just called Max now. Because they moved. Okay, HBO merged with Discovery Plus, and now it's called Max. But it's kind of unlocked some shit tonight because I just found out that like all twelve seasons of American Chopper are on there now, and I'm like, oh god, I gotta relive my white childhood. <laughs> the 
Oh my gosh. Come on. That is so funny. I watched I watched it now and it's like ever since I've gotten through therapy, it's more like this is a really toxic relationship between father and son. They should not be working together. Ah! <laughs> you watch it with a new pair of glasses as you twenty twenty three, you're like, this is horrible. Like this dad is this is a horrible business. Somebody needs to hire an HR representative for this build this company. That like, is funny. It's bad. <laughs> and it's just anxiety. Like as I watch it now through after I've gone through therapy. Um, you know, I'm I take antidepressants, I take anti-anxiety meds and stuff, you know. You. I've gotten through stuff. I'm a lot better healthy and mentally healthy. Yeah, yeah. Mentally healthy. I watch this and I'm like, Paul Senior just has an anxiety issue. Like as soon as there's a deadline or anything, he just freaking has a panic attack and starts screaming. And like it's just like everything's freaking out. I'm like, you need to get on this medication, you need to get on this thing, you need to go on therapy. Like, I'm like, dude, you could solve this in like five minutes. <laughs> but no, we have we have eleven seasons more to go before they break up. Wow. I know. Good old 2004 reality television. Yeah. This fly is like loving us. Um, Man, yeah, let's talk about Toxic 2000s reality TV. Yeah. Growing up, I grew up on America's Next Top Model. Ooh. And and I work in fashion a little bit. And it's just like, I'm glad it's not like that, but... Sometimes things get crazy, but like just well, I'm just really happy for like the teenagers that are coming up now, like not coming up in the toxic yeah. shit that we did in the 2000s, you know, or yeah. like um forcing women to like change their teeth and shave their heads and stuff on that because yeah. that's if it was so fucked up. Whereas like I'm glad like beauty standards are changing. Yeah, and I'm like there's just more representation and just across the board. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for you to watch Spider Verse, the second one. It's it's honestly, I think this might be controversial. I don't give a fuck. I think it's the most beautiful made movie ever made. I've heard insane things. Yeah. Um, it's gorgeous. The the cinematography, just the colors. Um, you've already seen the tra- trailers, but like Gwen Stacy, because they, they blend like different kinds of animation, right? Yes. Um, Spider Punk is amazing. Um, that sounds so cute. Spider Punk. Like, Spider Punk. He's there. He's actually from. No, 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 Spider Punk. He's a punk rocker. He's a punk rocker. <laughs> like, here, I'll show you. Spider Punk. Spider Punk. Spider Punk. Spider Punk is. Oh, I love him. Isn't that cool? That's Spider Punk. He's so cute. Yeah, I love Spider Punk. Guitar and he actually plays like the music actually does part of his powers too. He has a little pick in his hand. He's in the movie, by the way. You're being aware of the list of the time. Spider Punk, Spider Punk, da 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 da, Spider Punk. I love him. But they animate him with like uh, you remember like uh, like Sex Pistols and like the like the rebellious punk stuff like from England. That kind of like black and white or like newspaper clippings kind of stuff. That's how his animation style is in the movie. It is very like punk rock, Sex Pistols look every time he's on screen. Oh, yay. I love that. And then like Gwen Stacy's is like. Don't tell me anything I'm, else. I'm not going to tell you any spoilers. It's just like the, you've seen her art style. Yeah. Just talk about art style. I'm saying. It's like you can tell like, every character has a different art style in the movie. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. This episode of Unloading Meat is not brought to you by someone like Ridge Wallet. Ridge Wallet. Man, I really wish I had a new wallet, Stefano. Mine's falling apart over here. It's like held together by dreams and duct tape. And it's it's pretty empty as it is. Um, man, if I had a company like Ridge sponsoring this show, guys, you wouldn't have to hear these horrible, horrible fake ads. 
So if you want to make that happen, reach out to your comp- favorite company like Ridge and uh, tell them to sponsor the show, Unloading Meat. Anyway, back to the show. And we're back, guys, with the one and only Kelsey Cooper. Kelsey, thank you for coming on the show. I've loved this interview. Thank you so much. For You're such a dear me. friend now in the comedy scene. I like. I love like we've gotten to connect more. <laughs> Excuse me. It's okay. Uh, where can everybody find you at the great Kels Cooper? Uh, so, uh, oh, Tuesday, first and third Tuesdays. We're starting this coming Tuesday at uh, Rose Lounge in Broken Arrow. Co-hosting with Lacey Reigns. We're going to have prizes for Silly Goose of the Week. And then, um, yeah, so I'm just working on, I'm just having fun this summer. Um, I've been pretty uh, locked down with school and, like, uh, the the shows I worked on. And so I'm just uh, just having, like, a creative Silly Goose summer is what I'm calling it. I love the creative Silly Goose summer. Yeah. Um, And, uh, yeah. Well, uh, where can everybody find you? How do they want to book you or, or reach you at or anything? Oh, uh, so on Instagram, it's Lady Landback. Nice. I love Lady that. Landback on Instagram. Um, for booking, you can DM me on Facebook. Uh, Kel Coops on Facebook. But like my name is Kels, Kelsey Cooper. Uh, yeah, that's about all I got to say about that. Well, nice. Well, <laughs> Kelsey, thank you so much for coming on Unloading Meat. I love this interview. I love having you on. Thank you for having me. I love the ears. Again, have fun at Lion King tonight. <laughs> thank you. Tell me how it goes, okay? Okay. All right, guys, this has been Unloading Meat. I'm Jared Ralphie Allen. That's Kelsey Cooper. Peace. Bye. Have a great time.